Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with From Online to In Love, Krista Melanson. After years of dating in the wild and feeling like she was going to be alone forever, she decided to put on her big girl pants and get serious. She researched her courses and refined her process until she found her perfect partner. Five years later, she is happier than she has ever been and is sharing her experience and expertise with women over 40 who want to find lasting love as well. She's got a very flavor-rich story. Enjoy. Well, it's great to meet you, and I want to begin our conversation with what we've lived through for the last three and a half years, a global pandemic. How did you get through it, and how did it change you? Well, funny story, I had COVID last week, so... Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, forget it. Absolutely. Just going around. I am, I am yours. Do what you want with me. <laughs> so, that was my first question about COVID. How did you get through that process and how did it ultimately change the way that you do things now that the world's waking up? Um, well, COVID was interesting here in Canada. I mean, they locked us down for a long time yeah. and we weren't allowed to go anywhere. It drove me crazy because I love to travel. So not being allowed to get in an airplane and go anywhere or do anything. Um, but it takes its toll on you, right? Everybody's a little more nervous and, you know, you go out and you're, you're somewhere and you cough and it's like, oh my God, you know, is, uh -huh. is somebody going to look at us strange? But it, it took its toll on us and, you know, made us slightly more um, reclusive. We tend to stay in more. Um, for me, I'm, I'm kind of an outgoing person who says, you know, we'll figure out the circumstance or the uh, consequences later. Let's just go on and do stuff. Um, but I've certainly had to change the way I interact with people more to be respectful of how they feel and, and how nervous they might be when things are happening. So it really definitely has changed. Um, I find I'm very frustrated because supply chain is still not up to where it was pre COVID. And I wonder if it ever will be, you know, the economy, the prices are through the roof. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It really has made a huge impact in our lives and we won't ever look back um, with the same ease and, and um, taking things for granted that we did before. I remember when it was all going on and everybody was like, we're going to be okay. We're going to get through it. And one way or another, and I always knew there was going to be a back end to it. Cause even if, companies got loans there was or grants there was still going to be a back end they they had to make all of it back up which just seems logical enough that we're is the consumer going to have to get jacked with everything you know yeah like a casino. Sure. the casino always wins no matter what house wins <laughs> so it's the way it is yeah, 100% true. And and the same is here. Um, I don't know how much you heard about what we were doing in terms of um, funding through COVID, but um, one of the things our prime, prime minister did immediately to put money in the hands of people who were losing their jobs, I work for an airline. So you know how, how I fared out very quickly, right? We went from, I was a regional airline, we went from 800 flights a day to 20. So, you know, we really need a bare bone staff. But um, the government immediately gave people $2,000 a month if you made over $5,000, which was great, 
for the people who made, you know, five or $10,000 a year, they were very happy. For the people who made more, they were a little more frustrated. And, you know, stories about kids going out and buying cars because they were getting all this money from the government that they didn't have before and they didn't need. Um, and then, of course, they, in their haste to send it out, they sent out too much. So then they clawed back at random times for people. So um, I think that people reacted as best they could. I mean, I'm being generous. I know a lot of people would, would argue, but I think that the government politicians, whoever reacted as best they could, and some of the choices were wrong, but they did what they could. And at the time, you know, it was something we'd never come up against. So figure it out as you go. So ultimately, at the end of the day, your story is about a love story, but there's so much more that goes into it. So I'm going to ask you this. If I put you in front of a bunch of third graders, it's career day, and one of the kids asks you, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? Um, I help people find love and a fantastic relationship and someone to share their life with. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream? Flight attendant. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you, there's dreams abound right now. So let me ask you this. How did this come about? How did the seeds get into you to help people find love? And how? what was your personal journey like? Well, I was a single mom. I had three kids and three jobs and worked, you know, around the clock doing um, night shifts, overnight shifts at the airline and the operations center, cleaning houses on during the day, teaching cooking classes in the evenings when I wasn't at the airline. Um, I was just overwhelmed. And, um, you know, I was single and I wanted to have somebody to share my life with because as much as I love my kids or the light of my life, when they're, you know, 15, 12 and nine, they're not big for moral support and adult, you know, interaction or whatever. Both my parents had, had passed away. And so I just, I felt so alone and I wanted to find somebody to share my life with. And I just, I thought it was hopeless. Here I am, you know, I'm a wreck. I work too much. I'm tired all the time. I've got three kids that are not at the age where they're really cute and fun. And, um, you know, it was depressing and demoralizing and talking to other people, you know, women my age or whatever, and they felt the same way. And, so I decided to go in and do the inner work and do the research to find out how to become more successful in dating and what I could change about myself and my my journey and my techniques, or if you will. Um, and so I made these changes and I found that person and it was transformational. Like it, it made such a huge difference in my life and made me so happy. And things changed in ways that I never thought they would change. People telling me I looked younger and telling him he looked younger and, and people saying there's something different about you, but it's amazing. Whatever you're doing, it's, you know, so you don't realize these changes. So life went on and, and he and I started this amazing relationship. And then COVID came and I lost my job, a job that I really loved. And, um, and I didn't know what to do with myself. And then when COVID was done and they were calling people back, then I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm 50 whatever years old. I don't want to go back to working nights. I don't want to, you know, drive home at five o'clock in the morning and not remember how I got from point A to point B. And so I thought about starting my own business and working online. And I thought, 
what do I have that I want to share with the world? And this was it. And I look back to all the people who I talked to and said that they hated online dating, that it was so miserable and they were going to stay single because it wasn't worth it. And I wanted to get out there. I drank the Kool-Aid, essentially. I wanted to get out there and tell everybody, but it, it really is worth it. It's, you know, if you can manage dating and make it a little more pleasant, it is worth the ups and downs to eventually find that person to share your life with. So who's been kind of a hero for you in your life? Um, you mean in terms of professionally or just in general? In general, yeah. Kind of the Venn diagram between personal and professional. Just overall, who's been an inspiration who's fueled you to be who you are, to seek love and to help others? That would be my dad. Yeah. He was um, honest to a fault, but he had a huge heart and he was a businessman so you know he believed in working hard and and earning a good life and making a good life for yourself and your family and he took care of his family and he loved with all his heart and it was just you know when i look back every day when i'm doing this i look back and i think i really hope my dad's proud of me i hope that he thinks that what i'm doing is is great and i know that at first he might have thought you know, just as kind of an odd thing for you to do. But I think in general, he would be really pleased with what I'm doing and how I want to help people. What's your favorite love story of everything out there, fictional, fantasy or real? What's your favorite one? Um, oh, that's tough. There's so many great love stories out there. Um, the way we were, you know, the, have you ever seen the movie The Way We Were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Robert Redford? Yeah. I love that love story, although it ends in heartbreak, yeah. but it is this love that is all all consuming between these two people. Um, but that their love is is inspirational, but of course it ends in heartbreak. So um I don't know. I I at the risk of sounding arrogant, I really kind of like my love story. <laughs> that because yeah, because um you know, my partner, he was with the same person for 30 years, and it was more or less a loveless marriage, and he never had anybody in his corner who believed in him. And I was fortunate I always did, but in terms of my father, um, but I didn't have great luck in relationships either. And then we've come together, and, you know, we believe in each other till the ends of the earth, and we don't fight and bicker about stupid things and we have adventures together and we both understand that relationships involve compromise but you know every day is a good day and i wake up every morning and i look over and i'm so grateful that i have him in my life so i guess yeah i like my own love story <laughs> so i'm in kansas city so you know who all the young girls would answer in about 10 to 15 years from now sorry Travis kelsey and taylor swift oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> so uh, what is the motivator for you every day? What gets you out of bed? What gets you to help people and to be you and to get what you want to get done? Well, you know, I love hearing people say, um, you changed my life. Without you, I would not have found this um, amazing partner. One person who I worked with, um, she uh, she regularly says, and she reaches out to me and we chat about this and that, um, but 
she was dating and she thought she was never ever going to be able to find somebody who was who was right for her who loved her for who she was you know she had the the standard women's issues she thought she was overweight she thought she was too old she thought she didn't have anything to offer and she found this amazing person and now they're married when they got married two years ago she asked me up when they were taking the pictures so she brought me forward she said we need to have Kristen in these pictures because if it weren't for her we wouldn't be here and i love that not because it makes me feel good about me i love that because i like seeing other people happy i like seeing other people smile and have love in their lives and and feel fulfillment and i know it kind of sounds corny but that's just kind of where I've I've come to in my life with a lot of ups and downs and heartache and loss and whatever. Um, I want to see people happy. I want everybody to have that happy ending. What's been the best advice you've ever gotten? Uh, the best advice I ever got, to be honest, and I people ask me this and and it funnily it has to do with dating. It was for my mom. She gave me two pieces of advice that I think were crucial. One was never marry a man expecting he's going to change because he's not, right? Because so many women, they say, oh, well, if we get married, he'll change. And no, he is who he is. If he's not who you want him to be, then then don't, uh, don't marry him. And the other piece of advice she gave me was never settle for a man who doesn't put you on a pedestal. So what's, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned success stories. What's What's another, maybe a letter or a response you've gotten from somebody, a client, that always puts a smile on your face? Uh, I have this client. She sent me um, a message and she said, she said, I can't thank you, thank you enough. She said, I had no confidence in myself. And, um, you know, I was, I was so beaten and battered emotionally by my previous husband. She said, I just didn't think I was ever going to have the confidence or the hope to start dating again. And she said, I'm back and I feel like I can do this and I'm happy to put myself out there again, which was great because she took herself from really almost reclusive, you know, afraid to go out and, and didn't want to talk to anybody. And now she hasn't yet met her perfect partner, but she messages me, you know, I'll get a voice note in the morning and she'll say, I just want to check in and let you know that I'm feeling great. And I talked to a guy in the grocery store and, and he was so sweet. And so, you know, she's got this, this, switch that turned in her head from um, being really afraid and insecure to being more confident with herself and putting herself out there more, which I think is great. So if you have a dream tonight, you run into the 20-year-old version of you and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the life you've led, the wisdom you've gained up to this point, what advice would you give your younger self? Definitely to um, stand up for yourself and don't um, don't compromise your value or your integrity for anybody, no matter how cool or awesome they seem to be. And don't ever let somebody put you down when you know that they're wrong. Um, it's stand up for yourself. Believe in yourself is the most important thing. And that's something that I sacrificed a lot of when I was younger. So if you can, and I've got a 21-year-old daughter, so I give her the same advice because she's dating and it's, it's, you know, I look back and I think it's how scary it is to be doing that. But the most important thing is to believe in yourself and to not settle or compromise your values. So what of all the things that you've accomplished professionally, what are you the proudest of? I'm, it's, 
it's all the little things that make me proud. You know, all the people who are in my audience or my Facebook group and say, you know, thank you so much for having this group. Can't tell you how much it means to me. And when people say, oh, you have to join Chris's group because it's amazing and there's so much support and love in that group. And that always makes me happy when I know that I've made a space for women. And I've got one for men as well, but men don't talk as much as women. But um, when I've created a space where people feel that they can come and be themselves and ask questions and get support, I think that's really awesome. So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think that I am someone with a big heart with a lot to offer, but I also, I do still question myself quite a bit. And, um, you know, I wonder if I am making as big an impact as I would like. Um, I always, I always wonder if, um, there's a way I can be, be more effective to reach more people. But for the most part, um, I know that I work hard and I'm very, very dedicated to the outcome that my clients have. And even just people in my audience, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people who aren't clients and, and help them along. And for me, I would like to be seen as somebody who, and I believe I am seen as somebody who wants to help, who genuinely cares about people and cares about results, not just um, bringing in people and making money or anything like that, which is secondary. The main thing for me is helping people and bringing them along. So if anyone out there wants to reach out to you, learn more about you, hire you, anything about your world, where can they go? best place is just to go to my Facebook page, um, like my Facebook profile, my personal profile, which is just Krista Melanson. Um, I do a lot from there, but also being there, you get to know me a little bit and you can have a glimpse into my life to see who I am because I'm, I'm very public and open that way. I'm an open book. I want people to get to know me for who I am, right? So you'll see stuff about my kids and my trips and my partner and, and all of these things. So my Facebook profile is really the best place to get a little bit of me. And there's all sorts of contacts and information there too. Wonderful. Krista, thank you so much for your story. Thank you for your time. Best of luck with everything. Thanks very much, Joe. It's nice to meet you. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.